Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius. My name is Chris. I'm your host, sitting here with the genius, Jameson Black. What's up, man? How is everybody doing out there? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. That's right, we are at week 16. We talked about the Saturday games on the last podcast. Uh, quick reminder, I do have plenty of interest in Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's a player that I think can uh, break the slate on Saturday. Um, but if you want to listen to that podcast, that's my last podcast. I talk about the three games from our Saturday slate. So on this podcast, I'm going to talk about the upcoming Sunday slate. So if you're playing on the main slate over on DraftKings or FanDuel, there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of big tournaments over there. So I'll have my plays on that as well. Definitely will have my GPP plays and my cash game plays and uh, my stacks all the other uh, dfs information our season-long information all those articles will be up on the site by the end of today plenty of stuff to happen um so if you're a part of our premium package uh, folks make sure you uh, pay attention those articles will be up on the site by the end of the day i uh, have plenty of stuff right now on the, on those uh, premium articles already up on the site the rest of them will be going up by the rest by the end of the day so definitely keep an eye out uh, our game by game breakdown is up on the site right now so if you want more detail than what this podcast is going to give you for our game by game breakdown uh, definitely check out the article up on the website if you're a part of our premium articles uh, both dfs and season long and again if you've not checked Check out our premium articles. Definitely give us a look next year. We have plenty of uh, uh, stuff we're going to add next year. We also have our DFS premium articles going to be uh, continuing on throughout the postseason. So we, uh, we, I think we have a special going on now through Christmas where you can get all our DFS uh, premium articles at a cheaper discount. So definitely if you're interested, make sure you check out the website before Christmas and get that little bit of our early bird Christmas special. And we'll also have a lot of other specials coming up from the 2020 season. So definitely keep your eyes on the Instagram page. We have plenty Plenty of uh, early bird specials going out for the 2020 season. A lot of fun stuff. Hopefully, we're helping you guys win your leagues. Hopefully, you guys are still alive for this championship this weekend with Week 16 being the championship weekend. Hopefully, you guys are sitting there pretty, ready to go, and help. hopefully bring home those trophies. So 2020 is going to be a great year. 2019 was a good year, I believe, as well. Hopefully, we've done you well and you guys uh, were able to kind of have success this year. And we're going to continue that on in 2020. So definitely keep your eye out for the early bird specials coming out for 2020. Early in 2020, um, likely first part of January, we'll have those specials going out. Uh, plenty of different, different stuff. Uh, so if you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. Um, and we are also on, on Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius. So definitely hit us up on Instagram or Twitter if you have any questions or uh, anything you want us to add for our uh, premium par- articles or our draft kits. Where I sent out a post a couple days ago about stuff that you'd like to see added to our draft kit. So definitely want to beef that up this year uh, to kind of help you guys get more and more prepared for your drafts once that happens. And again, that draft kit likely will be coming out in June, July, somewhere around there. So plenty of time to get those information out. So if you have if, – if, if you ever want to reach out, let us know. Definitely hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right on into today's podcast. You got me. I'm running solo today. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius. Uh, Chris is out of the office. So you, got, you just got my voice today. So hopefully we can get you through the day, get you through these games quickly, get you on your way, and hopefully bring home those trophies. 
First up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars heading to the Atlanta Falcons. Both teams sitting at 5-9. and nine. Jaguars have fired their uh, front office guy, Tom Coughlin. Sounds like a lot of players didn't have a lot of uh, respect for him. Uh, didn't like what he was doing there in the organization. So you got to wonder if maybe, just maybe, this Jaguars team who looked like they kind of mailed it in and had a uh, were, were ready for the offseason. Maybe this is a game that we see this Jaguars team kind of come out and have a, uh, a different mindset, a different way of playing. So I do like a little more than I, than I had in weeks past because I, I think this Jags team kind of has quit on the year. But I think for some reason this might be a game that they come out with Tom Coughlin out of the office there. I think they might come out and show that, hey, we have a new management. We have new things happening with the organization. Maybe we're going to get these things going. So I do like some op- options there in Jacksonville. But it is the Atlanta side of things that I like a, a lot more. Uh, Matt Ryan, uh, Julio Jones. Um, we have uh, Austin Hooper, Russell Gage, Devonta Freeman. A lot of, a lot of uh, talent there in Atlanta. And I, th- I, th- I think we've seen this Atlanta team kind of – it's been a frustrating year if you're a Falcons fan or if you're a Falcons owner of any fantasy player. It's been a frustrating year with the way they played this year, but I think we're starting to see kind of that 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 that, that upside this team has, especially last week, uh, pulling off the upset in San Francisco. A, a big win for the Falcons last week. Uh, totally different from what the Jaguars seen. But as for the Jaguars, I think we do can uh, we can see a ceiling game out of Minshew um, if if active. I think DJ Shark is a possibility. The DD Westbrook always carries immense upside. We always like Leonard Fournette. It's just about uh, this team kind of uh, putting it together on a weekly basis. I think the only the only player that really hasn't kind of quit on this team really, in my opinion, by looking at it, is Leonard Fournette and maybe a little bit of Gardner Minshew. Um, we we we've, we've seen him kind of play, play his heart out um, throughout the season as well. But I like I said, I think this is a game where we're going to see the Jaguars kind of step up and show that they have not quit on the season. They are going to give it their all, so I can see a good game out of Jags and out of the Falcons. I think there's plenty of fantasy goodness in this matchup. I like the Falcons to beat the Jaguars on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. The 12-2 first place in the AFC Baltimore Ravens looking to kind of clinch that home field advantage. I think the Ravens are going to be a tough team to beat even, yes, even with the Patriots in the same conference. I think the, the Ravens are the team to beat. I think they're going to be a very tough team to beat in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson's been fantastic all season long. As for the Browns, very frustrating uh, season for the Browns. I think they're, they're looking forward to the season getting over and kind of uh, not, not really re- rebuilding, maybe tweaking a few things. I think they made some moves that maybe they, they, they regret doing in the offseason the last couple of years. So it'll be interesting on what the Browns do this offseason and moving forward with the struggles they've had on a weekly basis this year. It's been a very frustrating year for uh, Browns, owner, Browns players and their fantasy players, and if you're a fan of the Browns. As for this game here, obviously Lamar Jackson, one of the top talents in the league. Every week he's a smash player. He's had a fantastic year, MVP by a, by a wide margin. I think Lamar Jackson is going to get that MVP. He's just been phenomenal all year. I don't see a difference in this game. I think he's going to have a monster day against the Cleveland Browns. Um, but we can also look at Mark Andrews. Last week I was a little worried about the injury to Mark Andrews, but last week he did prove out that that injury wasn't maybe as bad as I originally thought it was. He got a touchdown, had a decent day on that Thursday night game uh, with Lamar Jackson. As for the Browns, I think this might be a game that we may see a troll job by Odell Beckham. He's had a horrible season all year, hasn't done much. He's been uh, talked about uh, uh, telling teams, come get me. Had a lot of controversy with the team, telling him that he doesn't want to play in Cleveland anymore. Now he's saying that he, he's in Cleveland, he's going to be there. No one's going to be on Odell Beckham. For some reason, against a very good Baltimore secondary, against a very good Baltimore pass defense, against a a very good defense in general from the Baltimore Ravens, this should be a game that the Browns struggle on offense. This should be a game that that Beckham struggles on on, in, in the receiving game. 
But for some reason, something tells me we are going to see a monster Beckham game. So if you play DFS, I think it is worth it to maybe take a share or two of Beckham just in, just in case because he's going to be very low-owned. He's a player that could possibly uh, break a slate with his, 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 uh, his upside, and no one's going to play him. For some reason, yes, he could have a three for 40 uh, type of game, absolutely do nothing um, in terms of uh, production. But I can also see a game where he has six receptions, 160 yards, and a pair, uh, two or three touchdowns. I, for some reason, have a feeling that we're going to see a smash spot from Odell Beckham. I can't really say why it is. It's just a gut call. I do think Odell Beckham is going to have a smash spot. Am I going to play him if I am in my championship game? I don't think I can do that. He's been a uh, hor- he, he, he hasn't played good at all this year. He's been horrendous um, uh, most of the year. Hasn't really got anything. And honestly, if you're sitting with Odell Beckham on your roster, you either have been playing him all year or you're not in your championship game, so it's likely not going to matter. But it, would I play Odell Beckham in, in season long? I doubt I would. I think um, hopefully I have other options in my championship game. But as for DFS purposes, because of how low owned he's going to be, I am going to have a share or two in Beckham with those GPPs. I just think there's a smash spot uh, possibly happening for Beckham. And for that case, I do think the Ravens are going to win, but I think it's going to be very, very close. I think it's going to be close when people think, give me the Ravens in a close game over the Cleveland Browns. Next up, we have the 11-3 New Orleans Saints taking on the 8-6 and Tennessee Titans. Titans are still alive for that AFC South. They need a lot of help with the loss last week to Houston. They're very much in play for that wild card spot. I think that's, the, that, that's where this team is going to be uh, fighting for is that wild card spot. As for the Saints, they are in the battle with the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Packers for not only the first round bye uh, that, that the top two teams get, but that number one overall seed. And if the Saints do get that top seed in the NFC, they're going to be very tough to beat in New Orleans um, if the refs are going aren't going to screw this team like they had in the last couple of years the Saints are a very tough team to beat at home so if they can get that top seed in the NFC, I think they are the favorites to likely come out of the NFC. I think the 49ers can go on the road, and they can be anybody on the road. But the Saints at home are a very tough team to come. So I think this game is going to have a lot of playoff atmosphere, and I think the Saints are going to come out strong um, off that Drew Brees uh, uh, record-breaking game on Monday night. I can see a little bit of maybe a, a start of the game of a struggle. We haven't seen Alvin Kamara kind of put things together. I can possibly see him kind of putting things together against the Tennessee defense. In years past, this Titans defense has been very very good. We've seen this uh, uh, this defense kind of struggle at times, but the offense has kind of picked it up. Ever since Ryan Tannehill has stepped in the lineup, this offense has kind of uh, become a much better offense. Derrick Henry is December, so we know Derrick Henry is going to have a fant- fantastic end of the season. I like the Tennessee Titans to kind of uh, to get the win on Sunday afternoon and kind of keep their playoff hopes alive. Where the New Orleans Saints might be. Uh, with the loss might be out of the loop for that number one overall seeding. But I think this game is going to be a fantastic game to watch. I think it's going to be one of the better games on the weekend. But I do have the Titans winning at home over the Saints on Sunday. The 5-9 and nine Carolina Panthers head to Indianapolis, take on the 6-8 and eight Indianapolis Colts. We're going to see Will Greer stepping in for Kyle Allen. Allen has not looked very good. Yes, he started out um, when, when he got the job. Um, once Cam Newton went down, he did start off uh, playing very well for the Panthers. I think the league kind of caught up to him. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I think he's struggled at times. I think he's uh, he, he proved that maybe the best-case scenario for him is a backup quarterback, if that. So we're going to see Will Greer. I think uh, Greer is a, very, is, a, is a decent quarterback. I don't think we're going to see much difference in this offense. If you've been playing D.J. Moore, obviously if you've been playing, obviously not if, 
Obviously, with Christian McCaffrey, you're going to start him. He's a, he's a cheat code any given week. And most Christian McCaffrey uh, fantasy teams are likely in the championship game because of the year he's had. Between him and Lamar Jackson, you got to kind of figure one of those two teams, one of those two players is likely going to be on the uh, most fantasy football championship teams. If not, maybe both of them on the same team. They both had a fantastic year. Uh, one two combination between the uh, best and the second best uh, fantasy year of the season for both McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson. So obviously you're going to start McCaffrey. I think DJ Moore is not going to lose much with the new quarterback. Uh, Curtis Samuels continued to be the GPP-only option for me, but I think he carries tremendous upside in this kind of matchup. As for the Colts, I think we're going to see Marlon Mack kind of have a little more uh, production in this game. On on Monday night, I thought um, uh, Mack was going to be able to go into that game and kind of be forced to run the ball a lot more than he was, but I think they, they, they fell down early. They fell down big to the Saints, and they kind of took Marilyn Mack out of the lineup. I don't think it was much of an injury thing. I think it was more of the, uh, the game script. So I can see Marlon Mack having a much better day against the Carolina Panthers and that horrendous defense that they have this year, especially against the run. I do like Jack Doyle to bounce back as well, and I do like Jacoby Brissett as a GPP option. And if you're desperate, I don't hate an Indianapolis Colts uh, defense if you need it for a uh, championship game because we know the Carolina Panthers do turn the ball over. We don't know exactly what kind of quarterback Will Greer, Will, Will Greer is going to be. I do think he's going to be at least similar to Kyle Allen, if not a little better. So, But we know that the turnovers, turnovers are there, sacks are there, so I definitely think the Colts are in play for their defense. Give me the Colts over the Carolina Panthers in a fairly kind of uh, low-scoring affair on Sunday afternoon. The 1-13 Bengals take on the 3-11 Miami Dolphins at season start. We thought this Dolphins team was kind of in line for that worst team in the year, getting that number one overall draft pick. The Dolphins have kind of put things together. They played competitive games, especially as of late. Um, even in loss, they played competitive games. I think a lot of that has to do with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Fitzpatrick is one of those quarterbacks that doesn't want to give up. Yes, the team may uh, may have given up and want to uh, kind of rebuild. They've gotten rid of a lot of different players. But Fitzpatrick is, is, is a gritty quarterback. I think he's shown that he's a very gritty veteran quarterback. He's kind of helped this team kind of be contenders and at least play, uh, be competitive on a weekly basis. Yes, they don't, uh, they're not good in terms of their record being 3-11, and but they've been in, in most games. I think they've, uh, they've kind of shown the heart they have. As for the Bengals, they have pretty much locked up that number one overall seed. We're hearing Joe Mixon has a calf injury that he suffered this week in practice. I do think he's going to play. I think he's pretty close to the 1,000-yard mark. That's a benchmark that a lot of people like to get to. So I do think Joe Mixon's going to play in, in this game. I'm likely going to have a lot of shares of him in DFS. It's a great matchup against the Dolphins, so I do like J- Joe Mixon quite a bit. The only thing I fear is possibly with that calf injury, with nothing to play for, behind that horrendous offensive line for the Bengals, are they going to uh, be able to kind of keep him in the game all year, all game, or are they going to pull him to not get him hurt? He is a young player. He is uh, uh, likely in the Bengals' future plans, so they don't want to get him hurt. They want to make sure he's fresh for the 2020 season. So I can definitely see something where maybe they pull him a little early, but you can't go by injuries. You can't go by possibilities. You have to go by talent. you got to go by matchup, and I love the matchup for mixing against the Dolphins. As for the Dolphins, I do love uh, Devontae Pack- Parker. I think Parker has shown that he is becoming the player that a lot of us thought he was going to be early on in his career. He's turned into that player. Love him against this Bengals defense. Uh, again, this is, this is going to be a game that, ha- that can have plenty of fantasy goodness. I don't think it's going to be as high-scoring game as, as a lot may think it will be, but I do think there are fenny- plenty of options in fantasy this week, whether it be DFS or your fantasy championships. Give me the Dolphins over the Bengals in a fairly close and competitive game. 
Next up, we have the 8-6 and six Steelers taking on the 5-9 and nine Jets. Revenge factor. This could be a uh, big game for Le'Veon Bell going up against his former team. It also can be the defense for the Steelers showing that, hey, we have this guy in our, in our roster. We know what he can do. Who's going to get the upper hand? Is it going to be the Steelers' defense or is it going to be Le'Veon Bell? Personally, I think it's going to be the Steelers. I think the Jets' offense is offensive line is not very good. Um, we've seen Le'Veon Bell kind of struggle most of the season. Actually, actually uh, almost the entire season, he's kind of struggled behind that offensive line. We've seen times where he uh, kind of looks kind of bored in that offense, not like what he's doing there. Got to wonder if he regrets maybe playing, uh, signing with the Jets with the, the offense they have there in New York. But there is that revenge factor. There is that possibility that he does have a monster game against his former team. We have seen that in the past. No matter how bad the, the team is, no matter how bad the, the situation is, the matchup is, we've seen those monster games in those revenge games. But I just think it's going to be much more of a defensive game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have one of the better defenses in the league. They, they're getting uh, better more and more on, on a weekly basis. They have uh, uh, T.J. Watt, one of the better defensive players, especially on the line in football. I think he's going to wreak havoc uh, uh, on the Jets' offensive line. I just like what the Steelers are going to do, and I think they're going to bounce back nicely uh, after that tough loss at home against the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Steelers over the Jets quite a bit, um, and, 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 I, and I think it's going to be much more of a uh, kind of a Pittsburgh kind of taking it to the Jets, but I do like the Steelers by a couple scores over the Jets on Sunday. The three and eleven Giants take on the three and eleven Redskins. This is going to be a game I think was going to. There's quite a few uh, fantasy player plays in this game. This is a game without fantasy. Likely uh, won't have very many viewers um, if it wasn't for Giants or Redskins fans. But with fantasy, there's plenty of options in this game. Uh, Giants are expected to have Daniel Jones back after Eli Manning likely may have played his last game for the Giants, starting at least for the Giants, winning his final home game. So you got to like the idea of that for Eli Manning, but I think they're going to get Daniel Jones back, which I think he's a, a very nice option against the Redskins defense. I like to pair him up with Sterling Shepard. In your, if, if, excuse me, if you're looking for safety, I think it's Shepard. If you're looking for upside, I think it's Slayton. And I obviously, I think one of the better plays on the board is Saquon Barkley against his Redskins defense. I think Barkley showed last week that he is getting closer and closer to that healthy um, role. I think he's been uh, battling that injury that he had all year, and I think it's kind of str- uh, it's kind of made him struggle um, on a weekly basis. I think he's finally healthy. He's finally there. Hopefully, if you have Barkley, you've gotten this far because I think you are going to benefit from him having a very good game against the uh, uh, Redskins. But unfortunately, if you have Barkley, you may be sitting at home in your championship. There's always next year. Remember, 2020 is a brand new year. Forget 2019 if it was a struggling year. We got 2020 to look forward to. Plenty of stuff to happen. But let's continue this week, this this year strong. If you play DFS, I think Barkley is a phenomenal player. As for the Redskins, I like the combination of, of Dwayne Haskins to Terry McLaurin, former college teammates. I think they, uh, they they finally shown what they can do together last week. We finally saw that breakout game for Haskins. The matchup against the Giants is, is, a, is a plus matchup for the rookie quarterback. I do like Haskins to McLaurin in GPPs. Um, I think they have a shot to be a uh, one of the better combos for value-wise on the slate this weekend. Give me the Redskins over the Giants at home in a very – uh, important <laughs> in terms of division rivalry, uh, not in, ter- in, in terms of records, but I do like the Redskins to beat the Giants in a division r- rivalry matchup. 
three and ten and one uh, Detroit Lions take on the five and nine Denver Broncos. Broncos coming off that uh, horrible loss in the snow at Kansas City, a game that I I thought maybe they would be able to kind of step in there and kind of at least hang with the the Chiefs. As a Bronco fan, it was very frustrating to watch them um, kind of not not play with any heart in that game. I think the snow uh, they don't want to be there. They uh, obviously being out of out of the playoff contention, it was kind of a, a, a frustrating game for the Broncos. They didn't, didn't look like they wanted to be there last weekend. Hopefully they can bounce back at home against this Detroit Lions de- defense. I, they're very beatable on defense. Uh, their pass defense is not very good. So I can see the rookie Drew Locke having a fantastic day um, in front of the home crowd. I do like Cortland Sutton quite a bit, and I like Noah Fant and GPPs. And I think this is going to be a big uh, Philip Lindsay uh, game. Last week I thought that same thing against the Chiefs, but this is a much better matchup for Lindsay against this Detroit Lions. Um, defense, and there is a shot that he can possibly hit that thousand-yard mark as well. So I think they can they can possibly have a few more looks for Lindsey. So I do think Lindsey, Locke, Fant, and Sutton are all in play, and obviously the Denver Broncos defense is in play as well. And if I'm looking at the lines, the only player that I'm really looking at is Kenny Galladay, and I don't really love him because I think he's going to get the coverage from Chris Harris, and we know Chris Harris is one of the better corners in the league. And if I'm very high on the Denver defense, I don't like much on the offense for the Detroit Lions. I like the Broncos big at home against the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Another division game, the 6-8 and eight Oakland Raiders take on the 5-9 and nine Los Angeles Chargers, a matchup that uh, looks like both teams are kind of in the opposite direction. Raiders are kind of on their way up a little bit, where the Chargers seem to be on their way down. Uh, that's going to happen when you have someone like Phillip Rivers. It looks like he's ending the, the end of his career. They're going to have to finally uh, look for that uh, quarterback to replace um, Phillip Rivers. And if they can't find him quick, it might be a tough time for the Chargers. One thing we do know is Austin Eckler is a star in the making. I think he's going to be one of the better options moving forward next year. And if the Chargers are smart. They will definitely want to keep him because I think he's going to be one of the better uh, PPR running backs next year in fantasy. Absolutely love Eckler in this matchup against the Raiders. I think he can have a smash spot. Last week, uh, he got close to the 100-yard mark, if not over the 100-yard mark. I think it was last week, the week before. Uh, So he got the bonus on both rushing and receiving. Pretty tough to do. Um, He was able to do that uh, on on both accounts. in a big matchup, and I think this is a game where he can kind of smash on the Raiders' defense. Raiders' defense is not very good. I love Eckler this week, and he might be one of my favorite Chargers on the board. Also think that Keenan Allen's a nice play. Um, we have we have not seen that PPR monster kind of type of year from Keenan Allen, a very safe PPR player for the most part in years past. This year's kind of been a struggle if you're a Keenan Allen fan. Mike Williams, I think he's a much better GPP play, but I think he's in a, a nice spot against the Raiders. And obviously, Hunter Henry is in play as well. And you would think with all the pass catchers I like on the Chargers, I would like uh, Phillip Rivers as well. And that I do. I do think Phillip Rivers is in play this week in DFS, but he's much more of a GPP play than anything else for me. As for the Raiders, with no Josh uh, Jacobs, uh, we're looking to look at DeAndre, Haw- DeAndre Washington getting uh, stepping up and getting that. I think it's a very good value play this week against the Chargers defense. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Tyrell Williams, Dal- uh, Darren Waller are both in playing GPPs, and I think Derek Carr as well. But I think I like the Chargers side of things much more than I do the Raiders side. But if you're looking for value, I think one of the better values is DeAndre Washington. Give me the Chargers over the Raiders in a West rivalry type of game. Next up, we have one of the bigger games. I think there's two huge monster games this weekend. Uh, we have the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles, both sitting at 7-7. Seven and seven. The division is on the line. Most likely what's going to happen here is winner of this game is likely going to win, win the division. Loser is going to be out of the playoffs. With both teams playing in the NFC East, it's a good thing they play in the East because this d- division has not been very good. If they played anywhere else, they'd be eliminated from the playoffs. 
So I think it's going to be a, uh, obviously going to have a lot of playoff atmosphere uh, with both teams also being uh, heated rivals. This game's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, hopefully, Dak Prescott is healthy. Uh, he he did get dinged up, and it sounds like he um, he sat out a couple of days of practice. But I think he's going to be fine for this game. And I think that we finally realized that the Cowboys need to start getting the ball more and more to Ezekiel Elliott. I think that's the, the way for success for this team. If they get the ball to Elliott, they're going to have a much better chance. He need to get him more involved in the ground game. Yes, the Eagles do have a great rush defense, and they do struggle against the pass. But Elliott's a different type of running back. I think they get, need to give him the ball early, often, and plenty um, against the, the Eagles, whether it be on the ground, whether it be through the air. I think Elliott needs to be involved. I also love Mari Cooper. We've seen the Eagles struggle against uh, opposing wide receiver ones. I think Cooper is in for a monster day. You can also look at Michael Gallup for GPPs. Jason Witten's in play. And I think Dak Prescott's obviously in play as well. I do like the Dallas side of things for the offense. As for the Eagles' offense, obviously Carson Wentz, has been playing with all the banged-up options they have at the wide receiver spot. I think Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, and Dallas Godard are all in play. I think they're both going to be – all three are going to be very much involved in the passing game, and I think there's going to be a lot more of those uh, two tight end sets, which the Eagles do like to run uh, in the, it, overall in the first place. And so I can see Ertz and Godard both having a decent day. Um, for safety, I think it's Ertz, and if, for, if you were looking for GPP upside and for value, Godard's a nice option as well. I like the Cowboys to get the win and take control of that AS, NFC East on Sunday afternoon. 4-9-1, Arizona Cardinals take on the 11-3 Seattle Seahawks. We talked about earlier about the uh, number one overall seed. The Seahawks are fighting with the 49ers, the Packers, and the Saints. Obviously, this, I, th- I think the Seahawks can can win on the road or at home. They're a much better team at home. I think they're they're another one of those teams that has a very uh, a, a huge home field advantage. So they definitely want to get that number one overall seed. A matchup against the Cardinals on paper doesn't look tough. I think last week I was really high on Kyler Murray. Maybe I was a week early. He had a decent game. He just didn't get the touchdowns. A lot of those touchdowns, actually all those touchdowns, went to Kenyon Drake, who I think scored four touchdowns last week. I thought a lot of that would go to Kyler Murray, whether it be with his legs or his arms. I think I might have been a week early. I think I, I do love the matchup against the Seahawks. This is not the Seahawks from the years past that have a very good defense. They are beatable on defense uh, on the ground and through the air. So I do like Kyler Murray quite a bit. Uh, a little, little, Maybe a little early on him last week. I think he's in his fine spot. I like Christian, uh, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzpatrick, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, and Kenyon Drake is all. But I think they're all GPP plays uh, in this matchup. As for the Seahawks, obviously Russell Wilson's in play each and every week, but he's not as safe as you would like him to be because this team likes to run the ball, and if they can run the ball, they're going to stay with running the ball. And I don't see the Arizona Cardinals as a team that they can't run the ball against. So I think they're going to jump out early on with the lead, and if they do get the ground game going and it's successful and they do get that big lead, I can see very limited passing opportunities for this offense. But Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf are always in play in GPPs. As for tight ends against the Arizona Cardinals, we know that that is a thing. So I think Jacob Hollister is also in play, but he's also going to be more of a GPP play for me. And I do like the Seattle defense as well because with the rookie quarterback, we do know struggles can happen. Even though I do like Murray in this matchup, I think the Seattle defense is also in play if you need a defense for your season-long leagues. Give me the Seahawks over the Arizona Cardinals, which I think is going to be a little closer than people think on Sunday. Sunday night, we'll see the 10-4 Kansas City Chiefs taking on the 7-7 Chicago Bears. The Bears are looking like this season. They are looking forward to the season being over. Been a very frustrating year for the Bears and their offense. Their defense has not looked like the defense from last year. As for the Chiefs, 
Looked pretty good last week. Looked like they were championship contenders in the snow at home last week. Uh, Chiefs looked like the real deal. Anytime you have Mahomes as your quarterback, you're always in the thick of things. And the defense for the Chiefs has kind of stepped up on a weekly basis. They're, uh, they seem to be playing much better than they did last year. Last year, that was kind of their struggle last year. It was all about their offense. Their defense kind of struggled. This defense does have a very good uh, um pass rush. They add a pass rush in Terrell Suggs, so it's, it, it's only going to help this defense, and I do like the Chiefs defense this year, especially in this matchup against the Bears. We've seen bad Mitchell Trubisky. I think that can happen again on Sunday night. I like the Chiefs quite a bit in this matchup against the Bears, but I think the Bears are a team that might be able to kind of sneak in there and kind of make a game out of it, and if you're looking for a possible low-owned option, I don't hate the idea of maybe going uh, Mitchell Trubisky, even though I think he can have a, a, a horrible game in this game. We can also see a big game out of Mitchell Trubisky at low ownership, there is a path to success there. I do like the Chiefs, but there is a chance for the, maybe the Bears to kind of get things going. Give me the Chiefs at home, and I think anybody on the Chiefs is in play in all formats on Sunday, especially I think Tyreek Hill is in for a monster day. Um, Hill is also a player that I think that is more of a GPP play on most weeks, but I think he's very safe this week because the Bears do give up big games to opposing wide receiver ones, and I can see Tyreek Hill breaking a couple. I absolutely love Hill, love Travis Kelsey, love Patrick Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs over the Bears on Sunday evening. And our Week 16 matchups will end with another monster day, monster game between the Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings. Most likely uh, going to be a game that's going to decide possibly the um, – NFC North. Yes, the Packers have the upper hand and have the uh, the better path to winning division. The Vikings would have to win their final two games with the Packers losing their final two games for the Vikings to have a shot of winning division. But this is gonna be this is gonna be a game that the Vikings are gonna be up for. They're definitely um, gonna be favored in the game going up against the Packers at home. But the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, possibly one of, if not the best quarterback in football. Gotta love the spot here for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, it might look tough on paper against the Vikings defense, but the Vikings defense has not been the defense that we've seen in years past. I think primetime Aaron Rodgers is going to show up on Sun, on Monday night. I love Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams as a stack this week. Obviously, with the Monday night game, he's likely he's not going to be on the main slate uh, GPPs, but if you play the Sunday to Monday GPPs or you're playing the single-game slate over on DraftKings or FanDuel, absolutely love Rodgers, absolutely love Devontae Adams. I think they're both in uh, premier spots against this Vikings defense. Aaron Jones is also a player that I think I'm going to have exposure to just because of what he's done in the passing game, what he's on the ground. Love the Packers side of things. As for the Vikings, with no Dalvin Cook and with likely no Alexander Madison, a very nice spot for Mike Boone, the third-string running back there in Minnesota, in a very uh, plus matchup against the Green Bay Packers, who give up big games to opposing running backs. So if Madison and Cook are out, I think it's hard not to play uh, Mike Boone, not only in DFS, but also in season-long. If you do have Boone, it's definitely something you want to definitely keep an eye on. If we hear that Cook and Madison are both going to be out, I think Boone is in a, a very nice spot on Monday night. If I'm picking between the two wide receivers, I think it's Diggs over Thielen for me, just because I know Diggs is uh, the healthier of the two, and we just saw Thielen return last week and have a kind of a below-average type of game. And against the Packers, this is a game that I, I, I can see both players kind of having decent games, but I do like Diggs a little more. And with the Packers giving up decent games to opposing tight ends, I like Irv Smith a little more than I do Rudolph, but Rudolph is obviously the safer option. Um, but Rudolph does kind of struggle a little more with Thielen in the game. Without Thielen, I think we see a lot more uh, Rudolph, but with Thielen in the lineup, I do think it is Irv Smith for me, especially in GPPs. Give me the Packers to win the NFC North on Monday night over the Minnesota Vikings. 
That'll do it for this week's podcast. Hope you guys had a fantastic week. Uh, Christmas is just days away. Merry Christmas to everybody if you're out there. If we don't talk to you before the Christmas time, hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas and have a fun time with family, friends, whatever you guys do on Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a great day. If you've not followed us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow on Instagram. We are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And on Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. Our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. And our articles are always up there. If um, There's only a couple weeks left, but we still do have our premium articles um, on the site for both DFS and season long. We have our early bird special for the playoff version of our DFS. We're going to have game-by-game breakdowns, GPP plays, uh, the one-game slates, plenty of stuff to happen for DFS. So if you want to get in on our premium articles, we do have the early bird special running through Christmas. So definitely check out our website and get in there before it's too late. We'll also have early bird specials coming up for our 2020 draft kits and our full season packages over there on our website for the DFS and season long for the 2020 season. So definitely keep your eyes out in January for the early bird special happening. Plenty of stuff happening for the, the, the genius this year. We, got, we, we want to improve it this year. So if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, maybe you have some stuff that you would like to see maybe added to our uh, draft kit or with packages, definitely give us a shout. Let us know what you'd like to see. And if it's something we can do, we will definitely look into it to add it to that. Plenty of stuff happening. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. Have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas, as I talked about. And we will talk to you next week. Dominate those leagues. Have a great weekend.